I have this one memory of me when I was about 16 or 17 years old. My parents approached me one day when I came home from my part-time job at Robinson's department store, which then became Hudson Bay, and asked if they could borrow money from me. I know, crazy, right? Borrow money from me to buy some new winter tires for the family van. Now, I think I was in complete shock that they asked me because I couldn't figure out for the life of me why they would want to borrow money from me. It's not like I had a ton of money, but I just happened to have money sitting in my savings account. And they didn't. And for some reason, I have never forgotten that. That memory lodged deep into my subconscious, along with many other money memories along the way. Over the past few years, I've been doing a lot of work to uncover my own personal money blocks that have been keeping me from living a life of abundance. Now, if you've ever done this type of work, you know that it is not for the faint of heart because it is really hard to address those money blocks. But more recently, I've begun to understand how closely tied our financial blocks are to almost everything else in our lives. So if you've ever thought to yourself that you're not worthy of having what you want, of being in love, or of experiencing the kind of life that you've always dreamt of having, it's entirely possible that you're living with abundance blocks and you don't even know it. These blocks can often be linked directly to your childhood, to your family of origin, and are the main source of anxiety and are one of the biggest reasons why couples divorce. It's because of money. Now, I know what you're thinking right now. Andrea, I don't want to hear about money because I ain't got none. So that is exactly why you need to listen to this particular episode. In fact, not only do I want you to listen, but I also want you to grab a notebook and a pen and take some notes. When I came across Vanessa Bowen on social media, I knew right away that I wanted to have her on the podcast. Our conversation about how closely abundance is tied to our faith, mental health, our own self-worth, and even our success is going to open you up in a way that I personally believe will transform your life. So you don't have to live broke and in debt and worried about how you're going to pay the bills. I mean, can you believe that is a possibility for you? And wondering if you're ever going to be successful enough to keep all of the money that you could possibly ever make. It's time for you to take ownership of your life and turn your financial abundance and abundance in general around. This conversation is so much more than a conversation about money. It's a conversation about you believing that you are who God says you are. Something amazing happens when we take time to access the creative parts of ourselves. When we have time and space to outwork our creativity on the canvas or through writing, by moving our body through dance, it's like experiencing a little bit of magic in our lives. I found that the times that I've been able to be the most creative are when I'm feeling centered, when I'm focused, and when there are no real expectations for me to be anything or do anything. 
And I want to encourage you to set aside some time to access the creative part of you in your own life. We've written a beautiful guided meditation that I know is going to help you to unlock the creativity in a whole new way. So when you're able to access that creativity, something amazing happens and opens you up to opportunity that you may even find you'll want to start putting your art out into the world. This free audio download is available over at thecouragecast.com. So if you've been feeling hesitant or unsure of how to tap into your creative sweet spot, this is going to help you get started. You're listening to The Courage Cast, a show to equip and empower women to live bravely. Each week we'll share coaching conversations and stories of women who are willing to face their fear and pursue their purpose. Here's your host, life coach, author, and your secret weapon. Hello friends, I am literally bursting at the seams to share this episode with you. Yesterday I had a conversation with Vanessa Bowen who is an abundance and a money coach with Mentworthy. And as soon as we wrapped, I knew that the episode with her had to absolutely rise to the top of the list of episodes. So when you're done listening to this one, can I encourage you to share this episode with a few of your friends? I really truly believe that it is going to transform your life and why not share it with people who also need to hear this information. Women in your life that are struggling and need some encouragement that they can make it, especially when it comes to living in abundance. But let's be real, we as women do not love talking about money. I know that I didn't when I was growing up. I didn't talk about it. It was a scary topic for most of us because we 100% don't want to admit to not knowing what to do with money. It feels super intimidating or worse to admit that we don't have any. So what if we believe that we can have the abundance that we desire? Mintworthy was created to change the way women relate to money and empower them to step into a life of financial freedom. My conversation with Vanessa is going to absolutely change the way you see yourself and your capacity to be a channel for abundance. So get ready. This is going to be really good. Vanessa, I am thrilled, like seriously so excited to have you on the Courage Cast. Um, I have been waiting for a day to have a money and abundance coach on the podcast to talk about all things um, about abundance and how we can outwork that in our lives. And I found the perfect person. Thank you so much for being here today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited for this. And I, I, I have already started recording our conversation and we've already had some pretty amazing conversation just in the <laughs> preliminary chat, yes. which means that I think we are in for a wild ride today. And, but before we get into just um, how we outwork um, abundance in our lives and what does that look like and how does it affect our finances and our health and our faith and all these really amazing things, can you just tell us a little bit about yourself and what you're passionate about? Sure. So I am, like you said, a money and abundance coach for women. And it's funny, I never thought this is where my life would take me. I started my career as an accountant, so I am a CPA, um, but always had this passion for personal finance and just 
we'll probably get into like my life story, but literally it was my life that led me into this, this whole realm. And in the journey of it all, I just became super passionate about seeing women live their lives because I've watched so many women shrink their dreams to match the size of their bank accounts mm-hmm. or believe that it's not possible or wealth, abundance, this great financial life is only reserved for people with, you know, a different background or a different upbringing. So my whole passion and mission through Mitworthy is really seeing women release those abundance blocks, release those money blocks, stand in their worth and just boldly go after those dreams, regardless of that size of their bank account. Now, one of my very first questions is going to be because I, as a single woman, uh, do you find that your clients or even just yourself, what do you find that women uh, bump up against this belief that there's no possible way that they can have what the men in their lives have or can kind of transcend that space? Yes, I totally think that's a block that's ingrained with a lot of women or it will start like that and also spill out to, um, you know, I can't be financially secure without a man. Okay. Or I can't accumulate that life that I desire if I don't have a partner. And so, yes, I think that's a huge block for a lot of women and, and believing that we're still so far behind than men, but we really we're not like we're taking over lots of spaces these days. Yes. I know we may not be like the heads of everything, but I can see we've all been seeing this shift of women rising up, but I think we've still got that ingrained belief that we're not at the same level. What do you think some of the reasons are? Like, what do you think that specifically women are bumping up against that, that make them feel like, okay, well, I do need a partner in order to be able to have, you know, this kind of house and lifestyle. What are some of the things that, that you see when you're talking to women? Well, partly I'd say, because your money blocks, some of it does come from your childhood. Mm-hmm. So I'll talk about that subset first, and then we'll talk about societal blocks. So your money blocks, when, when we develop as children, so between the ages of zero to seven, our brain is still in that subconscious state. It still hasn't fully developed to be able to like analyze and really take in and comprehend what's going on. So we're actually just taking in our experiences And we're subconsciously allowing them to go into us as a fact of life. So for instance, some of my clients come to me and when we get into their deep rooted money blocks, a lot of it is, well, I saw my father take care of everything Hmm. and my mom did not work or my mom had, you know, a simple job, but my father was, you know, the main breadwinner or he took care of all the financial duties of the household. So here they are as adults still living that childhood belief that, well, I can never be successful or be financially secure without a partner or without having someone by my side. So some of that, those beliefs are rooted from childhood experiences because those are where our deep, our deepest blocks are created. But then also you get to society and you hear, you know, societal, whether it's like, you know, I'll talk about since we're in Toronto, even just real estate. So we talk about or see what happens in the real estate market or what the media is talking about. And, oh, the market is crazy. Toronto prices are crazy. I just had a real estate event for my clients on Friday. And this was one of the biggest blocks that came up. It was, well, you know, we live in Toronto and the prices are crazy. I can't afford anything on just my single life income. 
So I need someone in order to accumulate that wealth or get that house. So part of it is childhood based. Part of it is just how our society is, is dictating a lot of what we're seeing. Mm -hmm. But this is why it's so important to really get into the truths about what's possible and how you feel about yourself and what you believe you deserve. Because a lot of those blocks are really rooted in, for women, rooted in our sense of self-worth and what we believe we actually deserve in life. 100%. I totally agree with that. I was just actually thinking as I was driving back from um, Toronto to Sudbury, I was thinking about that exact thing about how we are consistently looking for our validation from other sources. Mm -hmm. And if we don't learn how to get validation from internal, our internal source, then oftentimes we will have those blocks, whether it's financial, whether it's uh, spiritual, whether it's, you know, healing in our body or, you know, with money, like in every mm -hmm. way, if we don't understand that we can have that internal validation, how do you think, you know, like if you see a woman who's like, okay, she's just really killing it. She's doing amazing things. Uh, what is like some of the qualities you see in her that she's like maybe overcome some of these blocks? Definitely, it's that sense of confidence, but her feeling and believing that she is enough mm -hmm. and she has enough. And again, it all goes back to our sense of worthiness and, and what we feel like we deserve. But I'm just kind of visualizing a few of my clients that do fit that, that profile. And it's really that sense of believing that they can do it, believing in themselves, believing that they already have what they need to be successful. Even if they may not have it physically, or maybe it's like something they need that's outside of their zone of genius, they know that they can find those resources, partner with people. So it's already this overarching sense of I can do it that I think shifts. And it definitely shifts your subconscious. When you can, it's it's so crazy for our subconscious. It honestly doesn't like change. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it loves to just stay in the same spot. It loves to be comfortable. But when you can start to reprogram it, and so by having that belief of I can, and then let's say you put that out and you do something that you haven't done before, that starts to unravel part of that block. So these women, if they constantly go after whatever that dream is, and they're constantly doing it and feeling like they're enough and feeling like they can do it, that block eventually will unravel and they'll start to believe and live in that new truth. So are you saying like that, you know, if you did a one small win, if you got one small win, then you would be more motivated to like accumulate those wins? Absolutely. Absolutely. It shifts your mindset dramatically. That's, that's amazing because, you know, I, I, I talk to my clients about that even just, you know, when they're talking about like what they're doing is because most of them are creatives, entrepreneurs and they're they're moving in that sphere but a lot of times even for them they they talk about you know what well, i just can't put myself out there i'm having mm. such a hard time putting myself first or putting myself out there so do you see that correlation you know um kind of also bleeding into that financial block as well yes absolutely absolutely especially the if they are creatives and it's that whole block of not putting themselves out there that is totally correlated to their financial life because if you're if you're gonna coop up in your home and, and not put out your works your gifts then how else are you gonna get paid or compensated for it? Mm -hmm. 
And that is a huge, I know a lot of my clients that do battle with that. And it's this, this fear, it's really just the fear. And some of it is rooted in the fear of failure. Some of it's rooted in the fear of being successful. But I totally agree that that sense of not putting yourself out is heavily tied to where you're at financially. So with this whole being successful thing, why is that such a big thing for women? Why are they blocked by this fear of like, what if I make it? You know, it's so interesting. And I don't know the exact answer. I think part of it is, and I I say this because I've heard my clients say this, so through their words, part of it is if they become successful and everyone sees that, then they have to maintain it. Hmm. And so what happens if they don't? And so the fear is, yes, obviously they want to be successful, but the fear is if they get there, they're fearful that if they lose it all, everyone's going to see that. Oh, you were only a a one hit wonder. You could only do it once. You can do it for the rest of your life. So that's for, um, I know a lot of my clients, that's the underlying feeling. It's, well, what if, what if I get there and I can't sustain it? What if I get there and everyone then sees me fall? Hmm. And so they'd rather just not even try because then they don't have to answer to anything else that happens after the fact. Okay. So let's say this imaginary woman, Jane, Mm -hmm. we're going to call her Jane. Jane is, you know, she's had one hit. She's gotten that role um, on a TV series or she's, you know, she's put herself out somehow, but Mm -hmm. she's fearful that she's not going to get more. How does she start to unblock that? So the easiest way is for her to start living in her current reality. Because what happens most of the time, we're either living in the past or we're living in the future. Okay. But but if she's already done that, it's like she's had this one hit and she's landed this show, that's her present reality. And it's living in that versus going in the future to say, well, what if it all ends? And an easy way to do that is just affirmations are very powerful. Like that's an easy way to just tune in and just say to yourself, like I am, you know, TV show star or whatever she is, but call on that. Like your words are powerful. Speak that over her life. Constantly speak it. One of the things I have my clients do is call them a money manifesto. So they create a whole manifesto of their life. So all the guiding principles of various areas, areas of their life. And I make them listen to that every morning and every night. And what that does is that allows them to connect to that future version of themselves, the ones that they, the person that they actually want to become. And it starts to shift the blocks that are keeping them where they are. Mm -hmm. So even something like that will allow Jane, for instance, to constantly see herself as like being on a TV show, then hitting the movie screen. And just that manifesto will allow her to keep visualizing forward and in a successful way not visualizing forward and visualizing herself, you know, then being a broke actress out on the street. Right. <laughs> so it is the power of your mind and connecting. And especially if you've had that, you know, that break, you have to bring that into your present reality and call on that. Mm-hmm. Now, there are other women that I, I kind of talk to and I, I want to hit on this because I think it's so important, but we talk about mental health. And we Mm -hmm. talk about mindset and we talk about money. And this is probably a huge issue for women that maybe struggle with mental health issues. Mm 
um, whether it's um, anxiety, depression, panic attacks, a you know, uh, any kind of combination thereof. And I know for myself that has been where I have been in the past. And how do we start to kind of go through even with our mental health and, and, and really establishing really good mindsets rooted in an abundance mentality when we already struggle with even those anxious thoughts and those and that depression and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. I know that's a loaded question. <laughs> yeah, it's very tough. I mean, when we're lo- when we're bringing in mental health, like there's other underlying things that definitely play a huge impact, which makes it a lot more difficult at times to shift the blocks, to release the blocks. And it's tough because depending on, you know, where that person's at and where they're, what they're going through, if they're able to get connected to the block, because what happens is when you start to uncover your money blocks, so the limiting beliefs that are holding you back from getting to where you want to go financially, from achieving your dreams, when you start to uncover the blocks, you realize that the blocks are not actually truths. They're false truths that you have internalized. So if someone who's on this journey and say they do have, you know, this anxiety and the depression, if they can pinpoint those thoughts that cause them to go into anxiety, that cause them to go into depression and really question, there's two things they want to do, question the thought and investigate it as well and investigate the origin. So if they can investigate the origin, they can determine, okay, is this something that I've put on myself falsely or is this something, maybe a belief that someone said to me or something I've experienced in my past that I internalized and made my truth. Mm. So they investigate the origin of it because most of the time if we're in depression and anxiety, we're holding on to false truths. So if you question the origin, is it really mine? Like, is it really, you know, so, or something I've internalized from someone else? And then you question the validity. Well, is it true? Do I really believe that, you know, I'm the worst person in the world? I mean, I'm going to the extremes, but is that really who I am? And when you question that, and if, if you come up and say, no, that, that isn't who I am, then that allows you to realize the block is not true. And then what you do is you start to create a new truth. So what's that new truth that you want to live in? And let's say it's, you know, I am enough. I can be successful. I can create the life of my dreams. Just very simple. Then what you want to do, and I know this could be hard if, if someone is dealing with mental health issues, but one of the easiest ways to kind of shift that is then every time that depressed, that thought of depression or anxiety comes up, you want to out loud call on your new truth say your new truth over and over and over until your mind starts to shift because how our cognitive cycle works and maybe this will make this a little more clear Mm -hmm. but our cognitive cycle is basically your thoughts control your feelings which control your actions and that's for anything in our life so if we have this thought that's you know depressed a thought that's full of depression we're going to feel sad we're going to feel anxiety and how are we going to act we're likely just going to stay in bed But when those thoughts come, if you can investigate them and you can create a new truth and that thought comes, that's your trigger to call on the new truth. So then your new truth is, you know, I am enough. I can create the life of my dreams. You keep calling on those. 
those thoughts, sorry, when you keep calling on those troops, your thoughts change, your feelings change. You feel more empowered, you feel more motivated, and then you start to act differently. You get out of bed, you start you know, getting help, etc. So I know it's a little more difficult though for someone who, who does have mental health issues and it's going through that because those thoughts are deep within them. Mm-hmm. But this could be a really simple exercise for them to just start to shift those thoughts because you never want to take action out of a negative thought, out of a money block. Okay. You always want to take action out of an empowered thought, out of a thought that aligns to the vision of where you want to go. And that's how we shift our actions. Like bringing it back to money, that's how we shift our money habits. So whether we go spend or not <laughs> buy those pair of shoes, if you shift your thoughts and shift your feelings and do that before you take the action of spending, you'll likely not go into the mall. You'll turn around because you're, you'll be more motivated to take an action that aligns with the life that you want, which is like a debt-free life, for instance. Mm-hmm. I hope that makes sense. That was a mouthful. No, 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 no. So... I want to say to to add to what you're saying, because I have been in that that place, you know, struggling with, you know, before even approaching any kind of blocks with abundance Mm -hmm. or financial, you know, struggling with the anxiety and depression is one thing. And then, you know, adding that piece. and, And a lot of times it is it is kind of behooves us to actually get the help we need to get us in a place where we are healthier so that we can mm-hmm. then deal with the other stuff with a little bit more clarity. But I just want to encourage anyone who's listening that may be in that place, it is possible. Mm-hmm. You can do it. So yes. don't discount yourself. If you're in a place where you feel like, okay, I'm struggling with my mental health, then this doesn't apply to me because I can't do that. Because you absolutely can do it. And I know yes. that it is difficult but our bodies are con- are constantly giving us signals to alert us to what we should be focusing on. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times, you know, when we do have depression or anxiety or any number of physical things, ailments, our body is trying to alert us to say this something is wrong that you need to take a look at. Yes. And and a lot of the times going back to what you said, it is rooted in those, you know, negative stories or experiences that we had in childhood, trauma, um, any of those things that, that it's time to actually take a look at. And a lot of times when I'm doing coaching, even for, for different things other than money, um, you know, it's kind of taking a look at that, but we're focusing today on money and abundance. And I wanna talk about that a little bit more specifically because I know that this can be a really hot topic for, for a lot of women especially maybe some of the listeners here, the Courage cast who are maybe, you know, been in a faith context for much of your life. And it's like, how do I have money and abundance and still live in a world where I've felt where I should be giving? And there's this kind of almost like a, um, a mindset that we should have less than more. Yeah, that's a little <laughs> <laughs> another one, another load of question. Yeah, but it's funny because you know, I'm trying to think what is the saying that people say? I think there's more to life than money. Yeah. So basically kind of the, along the lines of what you're saying, like we believe that, you know, or we should be spending our lives giving and you know, taking care of our families or you know, volunteering in our community. 
and it's always bizarre to me how when we talk about that money comes up in the conversation like I don't I never really clue in as to why it does because if we had more money for instance if we had more abundance then wouldn't we actually give more wouldn't we actually donate more to our favorite charities be more active in our community have the ability to give more of our time but we seem to have like this disconnect between what it means to live like an abundant humble giving life and what it means to have money because the two can go parallel. The reality is if you had more money, you would actually do more for society. Assuming, of course, you have a good moral compass, and we know everyone who's listening does. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, but this is where I think it comes down to the blocks because, you know, we're ingrained to think that if you have more money, you're inherently going to do, you know, evil with it. Money is the root of all evil, or you're not going to use your money wisely to help society. But the reality is, especially if it's someone who has an amazing heart, who wants to give, more money is going to help you be more fulfilled in that cause that you're pursuing. And so we kind of have to separate when we talk about what do we want to pursue in life, we kind of sometimes have to separate that and, and what money can do for us for that life because it could actually provide more and allow us to do more of what lights us up. You may be listening to today's conversation and you know it's time for you to start dealing with some of the thoughts that have kept you playing small. Maybe all this talk about finances and abundance has made you realize that you need to start making bigger shifts in your life. And one of the reasons we as women quit right before we're about to achieve in life is because we really have no idea how to handle the success. And when we get really honest with ourselves, we're afraid of what we'd have to change in order for us to finally have the breakthrough that we need to attain that level. But it all starts with identifying those areas where change needs to occur and pinpointing what is actually stopping you from making those adjustments. And I'd love to personally chat with you and help you uncover what is holding you back. When you're able to see a little more clearly, you'll be able to move forward both personally and professionally. It all starts with a free 30-minute strategy session, and we'll talk about where you are right now and what it's going to take to start moving you in the direction you want to go. So to schedule a time to chat with me, head over to andreacrisp.ca forward slash schedule. So there, there may be women here that are listening that are, you know, building lives where they are maybe in media, um, they are influencing speakers, podcasters, uh, doing things like that, that are in an industry where they feel like, okay, there's not money there, or I've been told there's not money in this for me. So I'm going to be doing this, but I'm probably not going to be making very much money. And yes. a lot of that is in a, in a Christian context, in a faith-based context. Is that true? Absolutely not. I'll share if I can, I'll share a quick story about my client, one of my clients okay. who is in that media realm. So she's a producer. Mm-hmm. And when we started working together, that was her exact cry out. I'm always going to be you know, the starving artist, like the industry I'm in it's going to be just difficult for me to make a lot of money. And I said to her, well, what does your ideal life look like? Like, what's that number that you want for your life? 
and she says, five million. I said, okay, let's talk about five million. And then we start to just build that life, that image, that picture of that life and what it would look like. And her whole energy shifted. And she was like, oh, this is what I want. Like, I want to be able to pursue my passion and have the financial life that I desire. So we did a lot of mindset work along the lines of her connecting to that vision of still being her, you know, producer self, but still making obviously a lot of money. And I kid you not, within about three months, she had at the time she had entered this script competition. She entered her script um, into this competition. I don't know too much about this world, but she entered it into this competition. It did not win, but some of the judges who read the script loved it called her about well, three months later and said, we want to make your script into a movie. No way. And yeah, kid you not. And right now she's in talks with Sony and Netflix about getting this movie produced and it's going to start um, 2020. Wow. Yeah. So I share that story because what you put out, if you believe that my profession is only going to give me X amount, then that's what you're going to attract into your life. What you put out is what you receive. But if you believe that you can, even if it is someone in ministry, if you believe that you can have this life where you give yourself and your gifts to God in this ministry, obviously, like the return will be, if you want it to be, the return could be great financial success. But if you put it out there that that's not going to happen to you, you've already blocked that coming to you. You've already blocked God from sending that blessing to you. You're already saying, oh, sorry, God, just give me, you know, 20,000. I'll be okay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> when deep down, I want 20 million. <laughs> right. But yeah. Because you're right. Because, you know, with the more that we, we do possess, the more we can do with it as well. Mm -hmm. Now, what about the woman who's like, okay, she's been thinking about this for a long time and she's been um, saying to herself, okay, I, I believe this. I believe what you're saying is true, Vanessa but I haven't seen it yet. Mm -hmm. I haven't seen it actually, you know, I'm, I'm doing what you're saying. I'm, I'm putting it out there. I'm believing I'm, uh, what happens when you don't see it right away? So that's where it gets very difficult for some people, because it's almost like we need that validation immediately. And it is very, this is where it gets a little complicated because Sometimes what we want is coming. It's just not coming on our time. Mm. And so it's, it's almost this unfortunate, not so fun waiting game where yes, maybe you haven't seen it, but that doesn't mean it's not on its way. Like if you truly believe that, you know, God, the universe, whoever you believe in will bring you the desires of your heart, then you have to trust that timing. And it doesn't mean that you give up. You're supposed to still have that faith and belief and call on your affirmations and, and believe and have that mindset until you bring it into existence. Yes, it may be hard, but what happens sometimes though and why people don't see the things that they desire is sometimes you create your own internal resistance because you expect it to come to you in the way you want it to. Mm. So Okay. I'll make a simple example. Like you want, you want to make six figures. Let me make a simple example. And you believe that has to come from you getting this promotion in your job. And you're waiting for, you know, your manager to quit or another management position to come up. 
And if that is you, where you put all your energy and focus and you're praying for someone to quit tomorrow or someone to fall down and break their legs so you could take <laughs> over that position, whatever it is, then you, you're actually creating resistance because you are just focusing on that one channel of where that six figures could come from. Mm. Maybe God of the universe is telling you, you have to go pursue another dream that he's put in your heart. Or maybe you're meant to go work in another organization where your skills are more needed. But when we focus on, okay, this is what I want and it has to come this way, especially entrepreneurs. It has to come from my clients or my customers. This is my only source of income. This is my only source of money. When we do that, we actually create resistance to other channels of money and income that God and the universe wants to flow to us. Interesting. Okay, so like, let's use me as an example. Okay. Um, so if for me as a coach, like I do coaching, I'm a podcaster, I speak, um, mm-hmm. and, um, I'm an author. Yes. So if I was only using those channels and saying, okay, well, it has to come through those channels, then I would be creating a block. Yes. So I should be open to, okay, it can come in any other form as well. Yes. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. So one of my mantras that I start off with every morning is I say, I open myself to receive all channels of money today. Okay. Because I, what, what happens is we think that our source of money is say the coaching or the speaking gigs or podcast sponsorships. We think that's our source of money. Our source of money is God. That's where money is coming from. But these things are channels. So when we put all that hope into that one channel, or those couple of channels, we're blocking off. There could be something even greater on the other side or, or around the corner that you will never see because you're so focused on just the channels that you have in front of you. You know what? I just had this thought in my mind. I know this may be really crazy, silly, but it's like, it's like, you know, when you had those TV antennas, and you yeah. had literally like NBC, ABC, like this is back in the day. I'm dating myself, but you had four channels yeah. on TV. Yeah. And that's the only TV you could watch yes. versus how you have like Bell Five now <laughs> and, and how you can literally have access to not only do you have like every cable channel, but you have Crave and you have Netflix and Hulu Mm -hmm. and you have all of these channels available to you if you want access to them. And everybody has access to them if they want them. Yes. But if you decide you don't want them, then you can only just have the basic cable package. That is a perfect analogy. I love, I've never heard it that way. I love that. Literally. That is exactly it. <laughs> you can use that. Um, I literally just came to me as I was talking, as I was, you were saying that, but it, it actually think, uh, made me think of a story and I've shared it probably on the podcast before in a different context, but I want to share it in the context of what you're saying. And this was a couple of years ago um, when I was at church one Sunday morning. I was sitting with a really, really good friend of mine who is just on her, um, basically her and her husband were moving from Toronto back to Manhattan. And she sit, turned to me just before church started and she said, Andrea, my husband and I have been talking and we want to give you our grand piano. And I remember... <laughs> As I'm a musician, I remember looking at her like the deer in headlights. 
And and here's my here's the craziest thought, Vanessa. It wasn't the fact that I was like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. I'm gonna get a, like a grand piano. I would never have been able to afford a grand piano like in my lifetime, you know. Here's what I thought. My thought was like, what am I gonna do with a grand piano? Where am I gonna put a grand piano in downtown Toronto? That's exactly what I thought. And how am I gonna get it anywhere? And what if I move? And I gave like in my mind, this was going through my mind as she was saying it. And I, so I, church started, so I didn't really say anything to her. And as we were in the middle of worship, I just started to sing. And all of a sudden tears started streaming down my face. And I really felt in that moment, God say to me, Andrea, that is what you do to me. Every time I try to give you a gift, wow. you tell me all of the reasons why you shouldn't have it. Mm-hmm. And I remember thinking to myself at that time, and I and I I've, I think I've come, like to say I've come a little bit further. I'm not probably where I would like to be, but I've definitely I did accept the piano, mm-hmm. and uh, I ended up being able to store it in a friend's home where it currently is today to this day, and I have since moved to Sudbury, and I I'm not going to move it until I'm ready to move it into it. it's location where it's going to go. But I, I I think about that often about, you know, the gifts that we can are offered, whether it's through someone else, whether it's through, um, you know, a, a, a check, whether it's through just, you know, like so many channels. Yes. And our, yes. our blocks to why we don't think we deserve them. Can you talk a little bit to that? Like, what do you say? I know there's so many women that are probably listening to that right now and saying, I don't feel like, honestly, like I deserve this or I can't do it. Or there's a reason why I shouldn't be able to have the money I want, be out of debt, um, be the, the provider for our family. Maybe my husband is the provider for our family. Can you speak to that? Yeah, absolutely. Cause that is definitely a huge one for a lot of women. And part of it is part of it could be blocks from again, going back to childhood or just even when we grow older and we see how life is meant to be as we think most of the time we think we have to work hard to make money or we have to work hard to deserve anything. So if it comes easy, if it's a grand piano and it just lands in your lap as a gift, we're, we and inherently we say, well, I didn't work for that. Like, I don't deserve that because we think that what we receive has to always be tied to how much we put in mm. and how much work and effort we give as opposed to realizing that God just wants to bless us, like happily wants to bless us and that life is not meant to be this struggle of, you know, what you put in is what you put out. I know we're conditioned to think that, but it's never ever has this one to one ratio of, you know, put in a hundred percent and you receive a hundred percent. So I think that's part of it that we don't feel like we're deserving because we feel like we haven't worked hard enough. Another reason is sometimes we as women haven't really forgiven ourselves and it could be nothing to do with money. It could be, you know, a past relationship or something we did wrong to a friend. And we hold this internal guilt and we say, well, I did this wrong, or 
or I, I didn't do this right. So I shouldn't deserve, you know, my financial dreams mm. because I already messed up in life. So God's not going to give me what I really want because I already messed up and didn't do what he want me to, wanted me to do years ago. Uh-huh. And so especially for women, we hold a lot of that, that sense of shame and guilt. And what we don't realize, it's heavily tied to what we believe we deserve financially. And so we walk around thinking, well, it's okay. You know, I made a mistake from the past. So it's okay if I only, you know, can bring in X amount or I can't contribute as much as I want to because this is me living out like the crimes of my past. Oh, girl. (laughs) No, seriously, you're that is like bang on because how many of us have been in positions where it's like, well, I guess these are the consequences of my sin. Yes, yes, yes. All the time. And then forgetting that. And then we will turn around tomorrow and say, well, God forgives me. Yeah. <laughs> but forgetting that, well, if he forgives you, he will still bless you. But I know it's our mind. It's how our blocks, they truly, our blocks truly, truly dictate everything we do in our life. That, you know, there are so many layers yeah. of, you know, that we talked about today of, you know, just worthiness of validation of, you know, just, you know, our, our own trauma or experience of, of the past, our shame or unforgiveness of ourselves. Um, there are just so many things that I think really stand, can stand, I don't want to say do stand in the way, but can stand in the way. And this is, I think, where, where it becomes so interesting to me, and maybe you can speak to this a little bit and explain it to people maybe who've never heard this before, but since money is just, we look at it and we look at it as paper, right? Mm-hmm. Or now it's transactional in, you know, through our emails, but um, <laughs> it's all of a sudden money appears in my account. It's amazing. Um, but for the most part, we, we grew up with money being this thing. We could see it, we could touch it. But when we think about really money and abundance is energy. So we're talking about these blocks, right? So you have all these, we have these blocks and then we have this energy flow, which is, you know, maybe it's money, maybe it's, you know, currency of some other sort. Can you talk to us a little bit about that and explain what is that, what does that really mean for us? The whole energy flow? Yeah. What does that mean? Yeah. So I totally agree. Like money, how I see it, money is just energy. And your dreams and desires are just energy. When you're dreaming, when you're visualizing that life that you desire, you start to feel excited. You start to feel happy. Those feelings inside of you, and I won't get into like the whole science behind it, but those feelings inside of you allow energy to be emitted from your body. And I remember I heard like one study where they said they actually like tested like the like the energy waves that we emit from our body mm-hmm. and they go out like a couple of miles. Really? And that's as it was yeah, but it was only as far as this machine could um, test. So they likely go out even further. 
So when we're thinking about the life that we desire, especially those happy, excited thoughts, like we're vibrating. I know we're not physically jumping up and down and vibrating, but the energy of our body is vibrating and allowing that energy field to release outside of us. And money is just energy as well. So let's say that desire that you're releasing is that desire for a million dollars. Let's go big, okay? Mm -hmm. (laughs) So it's that desire for a million dollars. Money is energy. Even like the table that, like I'm going to put my hand on right now, my desk, it's made up of molecules and atoms that are energy. Everything we see around us is energy. So money is energy. And we're putting out this desire of a million dollars and we're feeling so good and our energy waves are going out. We will eventually, our energy will eventually connect to the same energy level as that million dollars. And that's how we attract the opportunities to us that will bring us that that million dollars. But going back to where we are saying, if we're focusing on only specific channels, even though we'll put out this great energy and and could potentially attract that million dollars to us, if we're only focusing on specific channels, we may block the channel in which our energy is connecting to the energy of the million dollars. Interesting, okay, okay. And so we then, we are blocking it just by not opening up to the possibility of it being some other way. Yes, absolutely. I I recently read, um, I don't know if you've read The Surrender Experiment. No, but I, I think I'm going to put that on my list. Such a great book. Such it's It was definitely one of my most life-changing books. But one of the things I, I grasped from there, and I use it now as one of my daily affirmations, he said, I do everything as a gift from God, or as a, sorry, as a gift to God. So I do everything in my life as a gift to God without the requirement or the need to have any sort of like personal success or accolades. And in doing that, what he was essentially doing was just giving and just vibrating so high that there was never any resistance in his life. And what happened was he attracted so much money and so much abundance to him because he had zero resistance into how, he had zero resistance to money at all, but specifically how it flowed to him. So if we can start to live our lives where we do what we feel is called on our heart and we do it with that complete gratitude and love without this expectation of personal results without the expectation of you know any monetary expectation we end up vibrating or we allow our energy to be that much greater and that's when we can attract even more financial abundance to us Mm. if that makes sense yes And I mean, you can like substitute like, you know, faith for Mm. even the word energy, you know, Yes. in the sense of of saying, you know, like, you know, faith, um, even just as a mustard seed, just even a small amount of faith can produce a great, great harvest, but it has to be going to the right spot to, you know, to produce the right tree, which produces the right fruit. Yeah, And and I think that, uh, you know, we can get really caught up in these words that we're unfamiliar with or that we, you know, like that will create even resistance right there. If you're if you're listening to this and you're like, I've never heard these things before and I feel resistance because it doesn't feel like what I've been taught. 
going to just encourage you to allow yourself to think a little bit outside the box and realize that this is maybe not as far off from what you think as you think it is. And, 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 and that there is probably so much more for you than you are allowing God even to, to bestow upon you. And so I just want to encourage anybody who's maybe even feeling that resistance, even right now, thinking about some of these things. I, I can't even tell you how um, much more I want to ask you. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> I think we could talk. Um, there's so many layers to abundance and to, you know, um, just really living lives that are create that financial abundance and, and abundant abundance in general. But you know, like living out of a place where we're not living out of lack and we're living, you know, not living in debt. And instead we're living in a place where we are flourishing and, um, maybe, you know, in the future we can even tackle some of that. I'd love to chat with you again. And, um, and I want, uh, people to follow you and your journey and what you're doing. So can you just tell us a little bit about like, where can they find you if they're interested in even, you know, finding more about coaching with you? Um, how can they get a hold of you? Yeah, absolutely. So my website is mitworthy.co. So M-I-N-T-W-O-R-T-H-Y.co. So they can definitely go there and see definitely <laughs> the story of how my life started and how I ended up on this journey um, but there's also details there about my coaching and what I do with my clients and then for social media I'm more active on Instagram so they can definitely follow me there and it, it is again mintworthy.co and definitely that's where I post a lot of content to really help shift the mindsets and and help us really achieve that financial life that we do desire I love it you're doing really cool things in the world. Thank I you. love how you are empowering women and helping them to really see how success is possible for them in whatever context that looks like. So thank you so much for being on the Courage Cast today. Thank you for having me. I have so many thoughts about the conversation that we just had, but the one huge takeaway that came to me as we were chatting was that I personally need to be way more open to how abundance can flow in and out of my life. Not putting on any limitations on how money can come to me, through me, or from me to others. And not only money, but all forms of abundance. When we put limitations on what is possible, we're in essence shutting down the channels through which we can be blessed. And not only that, but we're also cutting off the flow to possible opportunities for collaboration, jobs, creativity, and the list goes on. So those excuses that we've been making have got to go in order to really, really truly experience financial freedom and abundance. We have to let go of the money blocks that we've been holding on to. So I really want to thank Vanessa for being a guest on the Courage Cast please connect with her. If you are looking to really grow in your abundance, I would encourage you to become one of her one-on-one -on -one clients or find one of her masterclasses and be a part of that. I've put all of her information in the show notes at thecouragecast.com and she would love to hear from you. As would I, so you can connect with me on Instagram at at the.couragecast as well as on Facebook at the Podcast. 
there is so much more for you, my friend. So let's do this together. Let's get out of our own way, let go of those things that are holding us back and begin to allow abundance to flow freely in our lives. I wanna thank you for joining me today. I am sending so much love your way. Until next time, remember, you have everything you need to live bravely. If you like this episode of The Courage Gas, we'd love to hear from you. Leave us a rating and review, and while you're there, hit subscribe so you never miss an episode. Original music and production by Stephen Crilly.